We are back in the word. We are so excited, especially as I get more and more into this topic, okay? Now we're going to shift. We're going to talk about Jesus and his humanity, okay? And I have to go over a little bit of what I brought out yesterday about Paul. Potiphar, he was a type and shadow of the Apostle Paul. Write that down. This is one of my major breakthroughs in my studying. I confessed before and I'll confess again. Paul was a missing piece to my puzzle. Okay. All of the types and shadows were off without Paul. And I'll tell you, the Apostle Paul is missing from your prophecy. He is a major piece to the puzzle, okay? Now, Potiphar, he was a type and shadow of Paul. Y'all got that wrote down? Now, I'm going to tell you something. I first want to go back to Genesis 39 and 12. And she caught him, Joseph, by his garment saying lie with me and he left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out and it came to pass when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and was fled forth now I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going because this story is so funny. Verse 14, that she called unto the men of her house and spake unto them, saying, See, he hath brought in a Hebrew unto us to mock us. He came in unto me to lie with me. Other translations say rape me. He tried to rape me. Going on, and she blaming it on Potiphar. And it came to pass, as I lifted up my voice and cried, that he left his garment with me and fled out. And it came to pass, when his master heard the words of his wife, which she spake unto him, saying, After this manner did thy servant to me, that his wrath was kindled. Now, he really was mad at her because he knew what kind of wife he had. Men, we know what kind of wives we have. And this man knew Joseph was a faithful man. That's why he allowed him in his house. He seen how Joseph conducted himself, but it was his pride that would not allow him to deal with reality and let the H go, okay? But I want to get on the topic. I had to put that out there because that's just reality. And a lot of you men, you need to deal with reality. You have a dragon. Mm -hmm. 
But I want to deal with Potiphar being a type and shadow of the Apostle Paul. Now, I did an experiment last night with my wife, and I told her to grab my robe. What? And when I walked with my back towards her, walking away from her, my robe was in her hand. And then I asked her, I said, who does the church have? Who does the church have? And she had my furry robe in her hand. And I said, see, that's Potiphar right there. I said, who is Potiphar? And I was beginning to question her. I was like, who is Potiphar? And then it finally clicked and it dawned on her. She was like, Paul. And I'll tell you, the church don't have Jesus. The church has Paul. Paul is Potiphar, okay? The P. And Jesus could not lie with the concubine. I call the concubine the church, but it was really his wife. He could not lie with Potiphar's wife because he couldn't lie against the almighty God. He knew that Paul was putting him up as he was king, that he was God. And Jesus could not stay with the Christian church, okay? He left you with Paul. I cracked up, man, and I was literally just rolling when I looked at the humor of God in that story. The church don't have Jesus. All these Christian churches with Jesus' name on it, the church don't have Jesus. The church has your boy, Paul. They have the wolf in sheep clothing. Now, there's a story in the Bible, and it's in Judges chapter 19, verse 25, and it's about the tribe of Benjamin. But the men, speaking of the tribe of Benjamin, would not hearken to him. So the man took his concubine, and that concubine is a picture of the Christian church, and he brought her forth unto them, and they knew her and abused her all the night until the morning. Now, if you have a 66 book Bible, if you type in abuse, it will only bring up either King Saul of the Old Testament or King Saul, whom we call Paul of the New Testament. The apostle Paul has been abused in the church. That's why the woman said he tried to rape me. <laughs> she was already being raped by Potiphar. And the church today is being raped by the Apostle Paul, okay? He is the Lord of the Christian church. And when I looked at that story and I seen that, I was literally amazed. Y'all need to call and set up debates and discussions because the truth is coming out. The truth is right before your eyes and you can't ignore it. Now think about it. Paul told us that Jesus was the husband of the church. Paul tells us that the bride is the wife, which is the Christian church. 
and that Jesus is the husband. So look how God had to come in with the truth. He made sure that Jesus did not have a wife. Jesus did not have a wife in the Gospels. He did not have one wife. Okay, um, Jeremiah did the same thing. Jeremiah, rather, was a type and shadow of Jesus because what did God tell Jeremiah? He couldn't have a wife. That's right. He told him. Yeah. He told him, don't take a wife. Don't take a wife in his place. Okay. Jesus didn't have no wife. He couldn't be close to that line that the Apostle Paul made, okay? The Apostle Paul was the husband of the Christian church. He is your Potiphar. Oh, man, you ought to crack up laughing, man. We did that illustration last night, <laughs> and I ran off, and my wife had my garment in her hand, and I'm like, who is that? That's Paul. Paul is the wolf in sheep clothing, okay? And I looked at that revelation, and I was literally just appalled, and I'm like, wow, okay? The church, the Christian church, is being abused by Paul, and that's the truth. Now we're going to look at the humanity of Jesus. We're going to look at his humanity, a lot of Christians are in denial about Jesus' humanity. Now we're going to look at Acts chapter 2, verse 22. Write that down. And it reads, Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you as you yourselves also know. Now, we're going to pause at a few key points. Notice, he is called a man. He's called a man. This is right here in your Bible. Jesus of Nazareth, a man. He's a man. He was a human being. Then it says he was approved of God. Now that approved of God, meaning God placed his seal of approval on him. Okay, that's what that's going into. And it says by miracles, wonders, and signs which God did by him. Let's look at that phrase. Which God did by him. How did Jesus do his miracles, y'all? By God. By God Almighty. He did his miracles by God. If Jesus was God, he would have did miracles all by himself. Okay? He did miracles only by the power of God. And we brought out scriptures yesterday where Jesus says in John chapter 5, I can of my own self do nothing. Now that's telling you 
he is a human being. He is a human. God cannot do nothing through pride, okay? Now, if Jesus was really a prideful man, he would not have been picked to be the Messiah. But because Jesus was humble, just like Moses was humble, God was able to do miracles through Jesus because Jesus acknowledged that the power was not from him, but the power was through God Almighty. And then I want to look at the end of that scripture. It says, which God did by him in the midst of you, as you yourselves also know. So at the time, the people of that generation, they seen Jesus for who he really is. He was a man. He was a prophet. And then we had Jesus literally say, that John the Baptist was more than a prophet. And he said, verily, verily, I tell you, among men born of a woman, there has not risen a prophet greater than John. Now think about it. He was born miraculously. He was born of a woman. And he was talking about John the Baptist being greater than him. Now think about it. Jesus didn't baptize John the Baptist. John the Baptist baptized Jesus. Now, this is also metaphorically speaking of Paul being the king of the Christian church. Think about John the Baptist and Jesus. Jesus didn't follow John the Baptist around, and John the Baptist did not follow Jesus around. Although he admit great swelling words about Jesus, he did not follow Jesus around. He had his own thing going on, okay? The apostle Paul and John the Baptist, their lives were similar, okay? Their lives was very similar. They both was in the relationship business, okay? John the Baptist, he was getting on Herod for marrying his brother's wife, okay? And the apostle Paul is the one with all the new marriage laws, okay? There's so many types and shadows with John the Baptist and the Apostle Paul. They both was beheaded, okay? They both was like wolves in sheep clothing. Now, I say that of John because John was in camel's hair, okay? And he had a girdle. He had a belt, just like Paul, okay? When Agabus the prophet came to him and said that chains and afflictions are waiting for you, Paul. So in Acts 2.22, we see the humanity, the perfect balance of Jesus in this scripture. Now think about it. If Jesus is really God, why would the Bible says he was a man? Why would God want us to be confused? If he's God, he's God. Is he a secret God? No. Is he a God in in the shadows that, you know, that's what it seems like in Christianity, okay? Because it's like he the secret God. Jesus never blatantly says, I'm God in the flesh. No, he never once says anything like that. The Christians have made him a God throughout the ages. Now we want to go to another scripture. This is going to be John 840. And it reads, but now 
You seek to kill me, a man that have told you the truth. Jesus called himself a man. He called himself a man. He knew he did not have a daddy, but he still called himself a man. Jesus called himself a man. He didn't call himself a God. Now, what the Christians do is they take that scripture in the same chapter where he says, before Abraham was, I am, but that's not going into detail to say, hey, look, I am God, you all worship me. No, no, it's not. That was a hook to get you. That was an Isaiah mousetrap for you. That was to blind you. So here we have Jesus calling himself a man. Now I want to read a little bit. Jesus is referred to as the son of man 82 times in the New Testament. That's if you're reading the NIV and the ESV. 82 times. Jesus is called the son of man more than anybody in the entire Bible. Now think about this. Ezekiel. He also was called son of man. Some translations render him son of dust. Okay. Just like Adam, born of the dust. Okay. So here we have Jesus 82 times being mentioned as the son of man. Okay. He even called himself the son of man. Now I want these scriptures, Matthew 12, 32. We're going to read these scriptures. Matthew 12 and 32. Oh, yeah. The Christian cannot run. He cannot hide. We got him in the corner. We got him in the corner. This is going to be Matthew chapter 12, verse 32. And whosoever speaketh a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whomsoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him. Neither in this world, neither in the world to come. Now, Jesus just identified as the Son of Man in this scripture. Okay? Whatever you say about Jesus will be forgiven because his life is like a mystery. There's so many lies perpetrated on him that it's like, dang, you know what? God is like, yeah. <laughs> I know everybody has a bone to pick with Jesus. Whatever you say about that guy, it will be forgiven. Okay? It will be forgiven. But whatever you say about this next messenger, okay? Whatever you say about the Holy Ghost, whatever you say about the Comforter, whatever you say about the Gentile messenger, you will be held accountable because his life has been fully represented. Okay? And the lies that's been perpetrated on Jesus will eventually be exposed. Okay, so here we have Jesus calling himself the Son of Man. Now we want Matthew chapter 13, verse 37. He answered and said unto them, He that sowed the good seed is the Son of Man. Now, he could have said son of God. Even if he was to say son of God, that means he's the son of God. Doesn't mean he's God. Doesn't even mean he's God. So 
God put so many titles out there for you to know that he is God all by himself and Jesus is his creation. So here we have another scripture of Jesus calling himself the son of man. Now we're going to go to Luke 12, 8. Yeah, this is going to be the book of Luke chapter 12, verse 8. Also, I say unto you, whosoever shall confess me before men, him shall the son of man. He called himself the son of man. He didn't say I'm Yahweh. He didn't say I'm almighty God. He didn't say I am that I am. Christians, they love that phrase when he says I am. In the book of Exodus, God said I am that I am. Okay? He didn't say that phrase. Okay? And Christians believe Jesus to be Yahweh and they have no scriptural backing. All they have is assumption and conjecture. So here we have another scripture of Jesus calling himself a man. Let's get another one. How about we go to John chapter 1, 51. Write that down. This is going to be the book of John chapter 1, 51. And he saith unto him, verily, verily, I say unto you, hereafter you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Now I'll tell you something about John. This is just how people are. This is just how humans are. Have you ever went somewhere and you were sitting down and somebody was finna come out and they was finna speak and people just start blowing their heads up and they like, yeah, uh, officer of 80 piece, this dude, man, I'm telling you, man, he the coldest, he the baddest, you know, and, and they blow this person's head up and you're like, dang. Why is you saying all that? And most of the time, when a person gets introduced like that, if they humble, they like, people start clapping and they just motion with their hands like, hey, hey, all right, man, I, I ain't all that, man. Why, why are you blowing people's heads up, okay? By blowing my head up, okay? That's what you call men glorifying men. Now, I heard this before. I heard this wise saying. Okay, there was a preacher getting ready to come to the podium to preach. And there was an announcer, okay, and he announced him and he said, Oh, this preacher, he is a great man of God. And so when the man came out, this is what he said. He said, I'm just a man with faith in a great God. Now think about that. Think about that. The man was saying, you great man of God. And he said, hold up, hold up. I'm just a man with faith in a great big old God. Now that sounds better. Amen. That's what you call humbling yourself. And Jesus wasn't going around doing that. If you see that, that's a flattery. If you see that, that's a fish hook. If you see that, that's a fish hook to misguide you, okay? Because let me tell you something. Humility 
will get you exalted. But if you exalt yourself, you will be humbled. So now we just established the fact that Jesus identifies himself as the son of man. So now with that being said, let's go to two great prophets. Okay. Now the first great prophet I want to go to is going to be Moses. And this is going to be Numbers 23, 19. And it reads, God is not a man. Pause. Let that sink in. Seek refuge right now in God Almighty and break free from that lie. Because right here, Moses, the man that God spoke mouth to mouth with, all the other prophets, the Bible says God spoke to them in dark sentences. But with Moses, God spoke plain to him. And the Bible says God is not a man. Now let's keep going. That he should lie. And then it says neither the son of man. Going back to God is not a man. So God is not a man. Neither is he the son of man. Now he said that for Jesus. That way, you're not confused. Okay, Jesus is not God because God is not a man and God is not the son of man. Now, I'm going to give you another scripture. This is going to be 1 Samuel 15, 29. And this is from prophet Samuel. The Bible says that everything he said never touched the ground. That is a powerful, true prophet. It says... When he spoke, none of his words touched the ground. That's what you call a true prophet. If God is singling him out, that means there were some prophets whose words touched the ground. Okay? So now I want to keep going. And this is going to be 1 Samuel 15, 29. And also the strength of Israel will not lie nor repent. So he is quoting Moses. Because in Numbers 23, 19, it says that neither is he the son of man that he should repent. So in verse 29, it goes on to say, the strength of Israel will not lie nor repent, for he is not a man that he should repent. All men repent. All men repent. God doesn't repent. God is not a man and God does not lie. So now we want to go to another scripture. I'm going to give you all another one where God literally says that he is not a man. This is one y'all never had before. This is going to be Hosea 11, 9. And it reads, I will not execute the fierceness of mine anger. I will not return to destroy Ephraim. For I am God and not man, the Holy One in the midst of thee. So when you read the Bible and you hear that phrase, the Holy One, that's not talking about Jesus. That's talking about God. God is also referred to as the Holy One of Israel. And here we have another scripture that says God is not a man. I gave you three scriptures from three different prophets in the mouth of two or three witnesses. Let every word be established. These Christians going crazy with John. 
They find one scripture where it says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Only one time, and it ain't nowhere else in the book. And they just running with it. Because those are the ones God is misguiding. Okay, so now I'm going to show you some other things about Jesus and his humanity. Now, I'm going to show you. This is a list, and I'll have y'all copy it after class if y'all want okay but this is the thing according to the holy bible jesus manifested human traits not befitting god for instance jesus wept jesus cried jesus cried what you think god is a cry baby God come on the scenes and he blow his nostrils and the mountains move out the way, okay? Jesus slept, okay? And I'm going to give you the scripture. First, he wept as John 11, 35. I get a little excited. That's John 11, 35. And then he slept. That's Mark 4, 35. Hungered and thirsted. That's John 4, 6 through 7. Now look what the Bible says about God. God doesn't tire. He doesn't get tired. Okay? A lot of us, when we was in the streets and we was trapping, we used to hear that song. I don't get tired. I don't get tired. Okay? And that's how we was living our lives, staying up all night in the dope spot, in the same clothes, pulling a whole 24-hour shift and another shift, okay, trying to make money. But we used to have that phrase, man, we don't get tired. We don't get tired. But the real God of Israel, the God of the world, the Lord of the worlds, God doesn't get tired. God doesn't sleep. God doesn't thirst. And God doesn't get hungry. Now, I'm going to give you those scriptures. This is going to be Psalms 50, 7 through 13. Yeah. God doesn't get tired. God doesn't sleep. God doesn't thirst. God doesn't get hungry. That's Psalms 57 through 13. And then it's going to be Psalms 121, 3 through 4. Yeah. God don't get tired. Now, we just looked at scriptures where Jesus got tired. He got tired. He got hungry. He used the bathroom. He defecated. Could you picture God Almighty using a bathroom? No. He's nothing like his creation. Now, those scriptures are Psalms 57 through 13, Psalms 121, 3 through 4, and then Isaiah 40 through 28. Actually, it's just going to be 40, 28. Now, considering everything I said, and I'm going to read it all together, according to the Holy Bible, Jesus manifested human traits not befitting God. For instance, Jesus wept, slept, hungered, and thirsted. God doesn't tire, doesn't sleep, doesn't thirst, and doesn't get hungry. How then can Jesus be God? That's my question. How can Jesus be God? 
If God doesn't get tired, okay, he doesn't sleep, he doesn't weep, okay, and he's not the son of man, and Jesus called himself the son of man over 82 times, okay, this just tells you how the spiritual IQ of all these smart people in America, look at America, all these people, okay, all these people in America, all over the world, look at their spiritual IQ. No wonder why Jesus said you're dumb, deaf, blind, and naked. These people really think Jesus God and, and in our Bible. And I didn't go to college or anything like that, okay? I'm just unlearned. And I'm looking at the Bible, and the Bible is telling me that Jesus is not God. Sad. It's so sad at the spiritual IQ of our nation. And no wonder when you post a video um, entitled Jesus did not die for your sins, you get all these comments, you get all these Bible teachers and Bible theologians, and then you click on their page and you see clowns and you see skateboards, surfboards, um, surfing in the USA, but all of a sudden, in your Bible comments, they're theologians, they're Bible teachers. They playing games. They hide Jesus, okay? They ashamed of even being a Christian, okay? They just hear something that disagrees with their faith, and then they open up their mouth, and a whole bunch of bull crap come out is what they type. So I just showed you some scriptures, and I'm going to show you some more. And I want to tell you this, the Greek word anthropos means a human being, whether male or female, generically to include all human individuals, to distinguish man from beings of a different race or order. Anthropos is used to describe Adam, the first man. Okay, so even Adam was human. He wasn't God he was human. And we are all the sons of Adam. Okay, so I put that out there. And what we're going to do is we're going to be done with this discussion. But I'm going to allow someone to tell me why they don't believe Jesus is God. And I know y'all have done this before. But people out here, they are so weak in faith. They need they need your help. They need to hear your testimony. Why you don't believe Jesus is God? Who want to give it a crack? The women in this house ain't in jail, okay? This is not no camp where the women is in jail and the brothers is in jail, okay? Let's go. I don't believe Jesus is God because... That one scripture in the Old Testament where it says, God is not even a man that he does not lie. That's right. God is awesome. He's nothing like his creation. There's nobody you can compare to him. He's nothing like his creation. He created us, but he is outside of time. He, he has no limitations. The Bible says that he is completely untouchable by death, okay? So he doesn't use the bathroom. He doesn't get tired, okay? He doesn't 
come out of a woman, okay? And somebody has to burp him and and change his diaper. That's that's not our God. Our God is much bigger than that, okay? So with that being said, if somebody else want to say something, if not, we can wrap it up. Well, I don't believe Jesus is God because um, there's not a scripture in the Bible where God says Jesus is God. There's not a single scripture in the Bible where Jesus says, I'm God, point blank. That's right. Because God quit talking in the book of Malachi. That was the last time thus saith the Lord is mentioned. The whole New Testament, it don't have anything to do with God. The New Testament is God forsaken. (laughs) It is God forsaken. God is not mentioned one time and you're right. And guess what? Jesus is never mentioned in the entire Old Testament. Not one time. Never once. Never once. So with that being said, it's time for us to get any scripts. Y'all ready to get in this word or no? Yes. All right, let's go.